0: Welcome to The Yarn, a school library journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Today, we bring you part 2 in our two-part mini series with Juju Morales. You can check out part 1 by visiting our page on the school library journal website. Just go to slj.com and you'll find us under the blog tab. In this episode, Ms. Morales talks about her journey to becoming a book creator. I was blown away by her story, like completely blown away, jaw on the floor the entire interview. It was one of the most amazing conversations I have ever had.
1: Well, I was, I studied to be a PE teacher. I, a PE teacher? Yes, and I, I studied psychology. And I always liked drawing, always, always like drawing. Um, but I, I grew up in Mexico. And if even in in a country like in the United States might be crazy to think that you might be an artist, in Mexico it's like unthinkable. Uh, at least not in my family, not in my community. So I was never encouraged to believe that that could be my job or something that I would like to pursue. So I, I did other things, even though I liked drawing, but I always felt that it was just a hobby or something I liked doing. Um, and it wasn't until I came to the United States, and this is a long story, it's just I, I'll tell you quickly, that I fell in love with children's books, which I've really never seen before. You know, we do have children's books in Mexico, more now than when I was growing up, but we didn't really have a children's literature. We, we, we had some, some books. I had magazines, I had coloring books, but I never had books per se. So um, when I came to the United States, I, I was absolutely taken by them. I was in love. I couldn't believe that that such a thing will exist. And, and I wanted to, I, I, I was so attached to them I was learning from them. I was learning how to read from them. I was learning how to speak in English from them. And then um, I was learning what I wanted to do, you know, coming to the United States and leaving everything behind as an immigrant. um, It kind of puts you in this place where at least I felt like I've lost everything. So there is nothing else to lose by going with something that you've never done before. And I, I, I followed picture books. I, I followed them. I, I, I went to the library. I took them with me, took them home. I studied them. I copied them and copied them and copied them. And, and when I realized that I had stories to tell as well, um, I started doing it in, in, in Spanish, and then I realized I, I, if I wanted to share them, I will have to learn to do it in English. And also, because I was so in love with the picture books, I thought that if I wanted to make something that looked like a picture book, I was going to have to learn how to do art, how to paint. And that I, I embarked in that journey of, of learning how to do it until I was able not to make books like this, but to make a book that I put together by sewing pages together and painting with, with coloring pencils and, and things like that, and that was like the beginning of um, searching for art and what I wanted to do. And that started when I was already a mother, and, and I was on late my late twenties. And, and like I say, ev- anything I chose to, if I wanted to know how to paint with watercolors or with acrylics or anything. I was going to have to learn it, I knew nothing of it. I, I bought my first set of paints and brushes and I bought paper and I will bring the books that I took from the library and try to emulate the way that some people painted. Like I, I, I love David Shannon when I was learning, you know, because you could see the different layers that he does when he paints. At least that's what I was looking at. I, I didn't know how he did it, but I was trying to, to do it like the way I saw it. You know, it was like going to back to school. Except it was right there in, in my house, in this tiny space. We will eat. I will clear the table, put the t- paper, and try to work. While sometimes while my son was taking a nap, so it was like not a lot of time. Um, and sometimes while he was right there next to me. Uh, but it was like going back to school. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't magically it, uh, immediate. Like like I knew what to do. I had to do it and try again and again. I'm, I will make a new drawing and a new one and a new one and, and just continue. And really, one of the things that helped me the most was to copy. was to learn from all the other people who were already, already doing what I loved. I had to come to a place where I felt like 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 there was an empty place, a, a void. Things had been taken from me, like anything that was familiar. I couldn't work and the things that I studied. I didn't have the language. I didn't uh, know how to do anything else. And, and at the time, I didn't see it like that. At the time, it felt like, like mooring, like a big loss. But then I know now that it was like a blank piece of paper. And there was nothing I could lose. I already didn't have any of those things. So I just, I, I just risked it. And I was able to, to take the time to, I mean to decide that I was going, that's what I was granted to do. I wanted to do that. I wanted to make picture books. When I started doing it, I realized that I really like it. And at the beginning, I was doing these booklets, kind of, uh, because I learned to do that from a book at the library, actually. You know, I, if I wanted to learn even... I even did, like, handmade paper for the covers, you know. they. You, I found a book that tells you that you use your blender, you boil some water with the paper, and, and boil it, and then other things, and then you can make the paper. I did all of those things, and... Uh, and eventually, I had my own books. I could say, like, here is my book. I made, but the more I was doing it, the more I realized that I really love it. And then, I, like I say, you know, I um, I realized I could I couldn't share them. I was living with my mother in law the first year I came to the United States, and and she saw me doing these these little books, and she said they could make a great present for um, for your son's grand grandparents here in the United States. Um, can I copy them, can I make a copy of them? And I say that, yeah, she could make a copy of them. But they were in Spanish, so she sent them to them in Iowa. <laughs> and that's the presents they got for that Christmas for, for me, for my family, and, uh, but they couldn't understand them. And like the more I was doing, the more that I realized, because really when I was doing them, I was doing them for my son. I knew I had things I wanted to share with him, I was doing them for, the, for him. But then as people saw that I was doing this, uh, I realized I, I couldn't share them really. So I, I decided to go and start taking some classes, not in learning how to speak or write in English, but to make stories in English. So I, I, I took... Um, a creative writing class, for the, for example, and 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 it, you can hear my English now. I mean, it's never going to be perfect. Imagine in that time, it was even less so. Uh, but with those that little English that I had, I I tried to create my stories uh, with with whatever language I could manage. Um, and you know, in a way, English became my first language in writing. Even though it was so imperfect, even though I was going to need a lot of help and a lot of editing and everything, it became my first language in writing because that was the first time I even attempted doing any stories. So I decided to take. Um, illustrating uh, books class, and you know they don't tell, they don't teach you how to paint or anything like that. But they teach you how you structure a book, and mm, that you might need to do the sketches. That is probably going to be a thirty-two pages uh, book, and all of those things. Um, and I went to a class uh, with Ashley Wolf, who is an illustrator, a great illustrator, and she was giving a class there in the Bay Area, and I. Uh, she had an, an, uh, an exercise for us and she said um, we are going to make concept books and concept books can be anything that it's, has to do with counting with numbers with ABC uh, big, small, anything and I think uh, think about what, what you want to do your book about, and you have one week, because it wasn't a writing class, it was an illustrating class, so just bring a story, make up anything or whatever you have, and we are gonna start illustrating this. Um, so I I wanted to make an uh, accounting book, um, but like, what kind of counting book will do a person like, like me and I've been always very taken by, by certain stories, but especially for, by the folk tales in my country, in Mexico. And in Mexico, we have a big um, liking of, of, of uh, what we call the trickster. Uh, the trickster. And I, don't know, I thought I wanted to do a trickster story, uh, and I was gonna count, but what do I count? And I thought I wanted to include a skeleton in my book, and um, and I thought, like, if a skeleton is in my book, what does skeleton count? I said, well, maybe he's gonna count, like, two when a person dies, or, you know, I was having all these ideas that, of course, were never gonna work in a picture book, <laughs> you know? If, if I have told my, my teacher I was gonna do that, I probably will have to say, you, you have to think of something different. Um, anyway, I, I did this, and I wrote this story about a skeleton who comes to a grandmother's house. One morning, he knocks at the door, and when the grandmother opens the door, the skeleton says, it's time to go. And then uh, the grandmother comes and says, oh, I, okay, okay, you came for me, but I still have one thing to do. And she starts counting tours there's more things that she needs to do in order to delay her departure. At the end, you find out that the reason why she's delaying her departure is because it is she is organizing her own birthday party. And at the birthday party are gonna come her grandchildren. And when the party is over, and when she finally says goodbye to all of her grandchildren, then she's ready to go with this skeleton. Um, I I wrote that story uh, because it was very, like I say, we had one week, and we even had to come with some drawings. I had no time to think. I just did it, put it out there. And when Ashley saw what I had done, uh, she was very encouraging, and she said, I think you should submit this. Um, As you might imagine, at the beginning, it was not, it, it was like dreaming. Actually, I didn't even think I wanted to submit them because I felt like, I didn't know anything about books yet. Um, submitting them to a, 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 an, a, an editor felt to me like false dreaming. It's just dreaming. What I need to do is keep learning and, and do more. But eventually, the, the book found uh, its way and, and became a book. Um, and what it did, it, it first won um, an SCWOI, uh Don Freeman grant. I didn't even want uh, to submit it. I wasn't even part of the society. But um, from my class, some of my friends had stayed, we had stayed together, and we formed a critique group. Um, None of us were published, we were just dreaming about can we learn how to make books? And they had discovered the SCBWI. And they were telling me you you should um, uh, subscribe yourself you should like ha, uh, be part of it because they have really great opportunities for learning and they have these grants S- and, and and I finally did it I, I, I resisted it a lot I sent it I won the the grant that year and it was for that book which is now called uh, Just a Minute uh, Trickster Tale and Counting Book and that was kind of like the the entrance. Just uh, winning the grant made me feel like my stories were valid, that, uh, that I actually had stories to tell and that I could do it. Because before that, it just felt like mm, one, that I was dreaming, and two, that I was dreaming for me. I was doing this for me, for my son, and that opened up the idea that maybe my stories were also for other people and for other kids. This is my life. I, I cannot see myself not doing anything different. And when I when I stayed in the United States, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy about staying. And I wasn't finding what I wanted to do. Um, I, I, except for being here for my son and my family, I didn't feel like there was a real reason for me to be here. And I remember going uh, to a school much many years later. And someone asked me about, like, so how did you come? And, and I, 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 I started talking about this story, and she said, it was, it's, it was a school librarian, and she said, I can hear that it was very painful for you to stay. I said, but you know what? I'm glad that you did. And when she said that, when she said, I'm glad that you did, I realized that I am very glad that I did as well, and that that's the path that I took. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. My mother has a saying, um, when we were little we would ask her anything and, and, and we say, so how do you know that? And she say, because I know everything. And if I don't know something, I make it up. Uh, and and i she says so constantly that I know that it became a part of me. And I know at this point that that was a path that that was magic you know it it was magic I I could have gone in another direction uh, but I I came to the right place but I also know that I had to make it happen I didn't know how to make any books I didn't know that was going to be what I wanted to do or any of that but it comes to a point in which I guess you just choose you just choose your whatever favorite thing is right in front of you because I don't know if that happens to you that when you are creating something um, there seem to be so many choices, so many options that you might get a little frozen on knowing what where what path to take, where direction to go to and um, in, in, in that case, I learned to trust that whatever I chose, I was just gonna make it be the best choice I have taken and make it up if I didn't know how to do it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. It means a lot to us a huge shout out to philip stead for creating our theme song thanks philip it's awesome just like your books one of my favorite parts of working on this show is that i get to do it with my good friend travis yonker travis thank you so much for editing all of these episodes for fixing my mistakes for making it sound smooth you are an amazing editor and a wonderful friend and congratulations travis you were just named one of the top librarians to follow on instagram by scholastic that's awesome dude way to go We'll be back in a week with National Ambassador for Young People's Literature, Jean Luen Yang. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Colby Sharp. Have an awesome day, and happy reading.